0: Hey everyone, thanks for visiting 4weddingphotographers.com. I'm Luis Torres. So today I just want to talk about shooting RAW versus shooting in JPEG. And it's interesting because when I first started shooting weddings, I knew for a fact that I would definitely, without a doubt, have issues with uh, my exposures along with issues with white balance. And and, you know, it, it was one of those things where I just wanted to make sure that I had a safety net. And that's, to me, what RAW really is for. Um, so what you do is, I, I think everyone, when you start off shooting weddings, you should definitely, without a doubt, shoot in RAW just in case, you know, because you, you actually want to be able to work with a 100% full-on image that hasn't been compressed and you make the adjustments based on what you feel the image needs. You know, if it needs a little more exposure, then you raise the exposure setting. Um, I mean, but there, there are definitely tons of advantages with shooting RAW. And as a matter of fact, if you belong to a number of different forums, you're going to find um, different notes that I left where you know, I'm basically blasting photographers who only shoot in JPEG. Uh, you know, there are, uh, are definitely uh, posts out there where I'm just like, if you're not shooting in RAW only, you're absolutely insane. How dare you shoot in JPEG? Um And it's funny because years later, you know, those forums still uh, follow me. And I have photographers who are just like, are you shooting in JPEG or in RAW? And I'm like, JPEG. And they're like, dude, I just read an article that you wrote that was absolutely awesome and made sense. And it was all about raw. What happened? Um, and it's funny because what would end up, what I realized was that there were photographers who are absolutely amazing at what they do and they only shoot in JPEG. And, you know, I I couldn't help but find myself comparing what I've done with raw versus what they've done with JPEG. Um, so then I would, do, I would just do a little more research, you know, I would even go as far as to shoot emails to Jasmine Starr, David J, and, and these are, this was definitely at a time where they're not where they are now, where uh, it was just real interesting where, you know, they actually had the time to email me back, which is real cool, um, and, you know, some photographers are just like, yeah, I only shoot in RAW, and other photographers are just like, I only shoot in JPEG. But what always got me was that the difference between the two really wasn't anything major. I mean, if if you talk to Becker, he'll tell you he only shoots in JPEG. If you talk to Jasmine Starr, she'll tell you that she only shoots in RAW. Uh, and yet, when you compare the two, they both are absolutely amazingly, amazing wedding photographers. Their work are just absolutely insane, um, and what, would, what I would find out was that, you know, photographers who shot in JPEG, the major difference was that they needed to make sure that their white balance was always dead on and also made sure that their exposure settings were always perfect. Um, and with that, it just, you know, I figured, hey, well, why shoot in RAW? Let me just start shooting in JPEG. So what I started doing was I actually started weaning myself off of RAW and only shooting JPEG. Uh, so what I would do is... You know, if there was an an important, you know, photo that I needed to take, let's just say um, uh, the bride and groom together and we're taking their formal photos, things like that, I would shoot in RAW because I just felt uncomfortable shooting it in JPEG at that time. Um, And now, believe it or not, I only shoot in JPEG to the point where I was at WPPI um, and I was part of the Chicago Trash the Dress session And most of the, I mean, and and the, the girls that I was shooting with were absolutely amazing. And I think maybe one or two of them, uh, were only shooting in raw and I was shooting in JPEG. Here I am with my Canon 7D and I'm I'm only shooting in JPEG and in shooting in JPEG, I can set my camera to shoot eight frames per second. And I'm literally like a machine gun, just shooting away at what's going on. And... You know, to have photographers, they're just like, what the heck are you doing? How are you shooting that much? I'm like, I only shoot in JPEG. And and yet, if you look at the photos that I took at that Trash the Dress session, you'll see that the photos that I took were absolutely as awesome as the other photographers who were shooting in RAW. The difference is that I can shoot a lot more. And believe it or not, in a two... I guess it was about two hours long. So in that two-hour long uh, Trash the Dress session... um, I walked away with, I wanna say 4,200 photos. And I mean, I, I'd have, that's without a doubt the most photos I've ever taken in a two hour time frame. Even at weddings, I don't shoot that much. You know, if I shoot 5,000 photos at a wedding, that's fine. But you're also t- talking about an eight or 10 hour day. Even when I went to, um, to Jamaica, that was 14,000 photos, but that was five days. Even an engagement session, I'll shoot 1,000 photos. Uh, but that's in an hour, hour and a half, so in two hours to shoot 4,200 photos, that, without a doubt, that's definitely the most photos I've ever taken, period, in that short amount of time frame, but what I found myself was, you know, maybe, you know, a quarter of the photos were absolutely, you know, I threw them, I dumped them, I just, I didn't like them, I didn't think they were creative enough, Um, maybe another, maybe 50% of them were kind of so-so, uh, but I probably walked away with at least four hundred photos that I absolutely loved, um, and that's what that's what JPEG does for me. It really, no kidding, it allows me to just burn through my cards. It allows me to take more photos uh, than I would normally have taken compared to RAW. Uh, and even for my first wedding, I shot the entire thing in RAW. Still took four. Uh, t- still took about five thousand photos uh, at that wedding. in RAW, and I think I walked away and and ended up burning through, you know, just tons and tons of files or or of of memory cards. Uh, It was absolutely insane at the amount of photos that I took at that first wedding, Um, but that was because I was nervous. Now, I only shoot with 16 gig cards, and I know some of you guys think I'm absolutely crazy. Um, I've actually switched, uh, believe it or not, so I actually start the day off with two cameras, both with eight gig cards, and by the time I've done, I'm have done, i done with those eight gig cards, I then replace it with 16 gig cards. So I'm usually fine, um, and you know, the only thing I wish is that my Canon, I wish my Canon 7D actually had dual slots where I can go ahead and back up all the photos into two cards instead of just one, but you know, everything's been fine, thank God I've never had an issue with them. Uh, but that's my experience with RAW and JPEG. And again, if you type in Luis Torres, uh, RAW in Google, I guarantee you're going to find some forums where I was just like, you're absolutely crazy if you're only shooting in JPEG. And now that's all I do. So um, what I found myself was that initially it was one of those things where I never really focused on worrying about white balance uh, because it's a, it's a full file uh, that hasn't been processed uh, and I never really worried too much about the exposure, so if a shot was a little dark, I knew that I could save it in, in Lightroom later, no big deal, uh, never had an issue. With JPEG, I actually don't have that leeway anymore. So uh, unlike RAW, where you can kind of just say, no big deal, I'll fix it later, with JPEG, you don't have that that opportunity to work with an image that much, so the end result is that what you find yourself doing is making sure that your, your white balance is always dead on. You always need to make sure that it's absolutely perfect uh, or as perfect as possible because if you need to fix an image later, it's easier to fix an image that's near perfect than shooting in raw and hoping that your photo, um, you know, and hoping that your photo turns out okay. But if it doesn't, you have that safety net, but then you're limited with the amount of photos that you can take. Um, or you're finding yourself just swapping out, uh, CF cards more than you really care to do. So, um, but believe it or not, JPEG, absolutely awesome. You know, don't go ahead and shoot a wedding and only shoot it in JPEG, uh, shoot the whole thing in JPEG, uh, go ahead, maybe shoot an engagement session and what you want to do. And, and again, don't assume that JPEG is raw. So if you're used to being able to saving a photo, because it's dark or whatever the case is, no big deal. My white balance is a little off. I'll fix it later. With JPEG, you can't do that. You definitely need to be a little more on the ball with regard to making sure that before you start shooting, you know, check your white balance. Make sure, don't use auto uh, auto white balance. I stopped doing that um, because I found myself seeing and noticing that if you go ahead and use auto white balance and some of my previous uh, uh, podcasts I mentioned, you know what, just go ahead and just put it on auto white balance. Don't do that. As a matter of fact, what you want to do is set up custom white balance. Make sure that your white balance is perfect. So this way, going forward, all the photos are going to be absolutely perfect without worrying about, you know, the inconsistency uh, with using auto white balance. Because if all of a sudden you're taking a photo and it's, it's starting to get a little darker, but yet in the background you didn't notice that there is a street lamp that uh, your camera's picking up, then that'll throw the, the white balance off a little bit. What it does is that it makes your life a lot easier in post-production. And believe it or not, there are some photographers who will go ahead, shoot a wedding. All they give the bride is uh, are the, f- the images burned on a CD or DVD, uh, literally as they were straight out of the camera. And that's basically what I'm doing now. The difference is, is because I'm shooting in JPEG and I'm forced to go ahead and make sure that the photo is perfect right up front, I find myself virtually having, you know, almost a non-existing back-end workflow anymore. So, you know, there are so many photographers who are worried about workflow, and yet I'm kind of, you know, figuring out my own thing. You know, I'm just going ahead and making sure that the photo is as perfect as it can be. My cameras, or my, my cameras I actually have where the photos uh, are sharpened internally, uh, in my Canon 7D, because it allows me to not worry about sharpening an image later, Um, and, you know, my philosophy with shooting weddings is, you shoot the wedding, everything's good to go, the photos are perfect, you don't want to blow anything out, you don't want to end up with horrible, dark images, uh, but you also don't want to end up spending 15 hours editing photos. Who does that? Who wants to worry about that? Um, You know, I'm, I'm one of those photographers who... You know, I try to stay away from using Photoshop as much as possible. I only use, I virtually, maybe 90% of my photos only go through Lightroom. Um, And and even with that, you know, if they look fine, all I really do on the back end is I rename the file. You know, if it's Jack and Jill's wedding day, I will name those photos Jack and Jill wedding. And then, you know, in Lightroom, you just start at zero and it'll just count off, uh, it'll count, or with one, it'll count off all the photos after that. But what I found myself doing is even at the last wedding that I did a few weeks ago, my back-end workflow, as crazy as it sounds, was maybe 50 minutes, maybe a little less than that. I'm sorry, maybe about an hour. Let's just call it an even hour. And I know that sounds insane, but when you shoot JPEG and you're forcing yourself to make sure that each photo is absolutely dead on, what you'll find yourself doing is going through the photos and saying, these photos aren't bad, I kind of don't really have to do anything to them. Um, and if you can walk away with, you know, two or 3000 photos where you don't have to worry about anything, all you're really doing on the back end is just renaming the file. You know, literally the last wedding that I just shot, I want to say that, you know, maybe 90% of the photos were were never touched, uh, because I didn't have to, you know, I don't like working after a wedding. Um, so because I don't, and, you know, again, some, and some photographers love, post-production. I think that's awesome. Uh, if you love doing it, that's great. I have always had a passion with it, but now what I find myself doing is focusing mainly on shooting the wedding, trying to make the photos as perfect as possible so I can do the least amount of work after the wedding. Uh, so now after the wedding, if I don't have a lot of post-production at all that I have to worry about, then that allows me to go ahead and focus on, uh, creating someone's wedding album. And even then, sometimes it's it's weeks before I even have to worry about a wedding album because what I do in my business, and you may want to consider doing this if you don't do this, um, but initially what I would do is I would shoot a wedding, send them the CD with the photos, and then I would just go ahead and start creating an album. There were a number of times where here I am with a 30-page album uh, that took me a few hours to to design because I wasn't using photo junction back then, like I am now, I was actually starting from scratch using Photoshop. Um, what I found myself doing was uh, creating an album, showing it to the bride online, and they were like, yeah, I hate what you did. Um, so, so after a while, I realized what I need to do is go ahead, create, uh, you know, set up all the photos, mail the couple of the photos the, or the, the DVDs so they can see them. Uh, and then now the couple, they have to go ahead and pick out, you know, 50, 60, 70 photos that will allow me to go ahead and create the album for them. So now my back end is absolutely fine. And believe it or not, there are couples who basically have paid me thousands of dollars to shoot their wedding. They're going to walk away with three wedding albums. It's been over a year, and they still haven't given me the photos. So every, you know, every three or four months, I'll shoot them an email say, Hey, what's going on? It's Lewis. Remember me, I shot your wedding. Um, Just want to let you know that I still haven't forgotten about you. But I just want you to be aware that uh, I'm still just waiting to get the photos uh, that you're supposed to pick for your wedding album. Whenever you get the chance, you know, take your time. uh, Definitely get back to me. And, uh, you know, when you get that done. I've sent that email out, I don't know how many times, to brides who are just like, oh, I've been real busy, you know, I have an attorney who was studying for a bar, and she hasn't had the time, I have, I've had other brides who are just like, I need, uh, I'm real sorry, I I need to get on top of that, and and then months later, (laughs) I'm sending them another email, just, you know, and personally, for me, it's just saving myself, you know, I I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, that at some point, I don't have an attorney contacting me, saying, hey, I represent this bride and groom. Apparently, they paid X amount for uh, your services along with one, two, or three wedding albums, uh, and they just are concerned because they never received anything. Uh, In that case, I'll have my attorney uh, doctor up uh, an awesome uh, letter that just reads, here are copies of the emails that have been sent to the bride and groom, letting them know that, uh, that we're still waiting for Uh, them to pick out the photos, Um, and the end result is you you can't sue someone if you have, you know, paperwork that show that you are at least trying to go ahead and work with them, Uh, so it's kind of, you know, you kind of just watch your own back and make sure that nothing eventually uh, gets back to you, Uh, but, you know, those are the things that I do, and and that's how I manage my business, you know, I, I I just think that it's an easier way to, to handle that just in case, and I'm, a, I'm kind of a worry wart, so if I think that something may happen, uh, Murphy's Law, maybe it will happen, uh, which is why I now have an awesome 8-terabyte Drobo, which is absolutely insane. You guys have to buy a Drobo. Don't. I don't know if you should buy it directly from the company because they tend to be a little pricier. I went ahead And bought the unit from someone, from some reseller on eBay. And then I bought my my drives directly through Dell.com. So uh, it was a little cheaper. And when I say a little cheaper, maybe it was $500 cheaper doing it that way as opposed to buying it directly from the company. But, you know, you guys do what you want to do and work your magic. Build your business. Always be super excited. You know, in this business, again, it's super easy to be down on yourself. I get photographers who email me and call me and they're just like, you know, it's super dry. No one's calling me. You know, that's when you should just wonder what more can you do and, and just do more. You know, I just think that you have to always do more. Post photos in, in, um, in Facebook. Go ahead and post uh, older photos that maybe you never posted on your blog. Um, you know, maybe have... Uh, a get-together with uh, with some vendors, you know. I probably work with four wedding photographers in my area, and we go to lunch every once in a while, and it's just like, hey, you know, you refer clients to me, I refer clients to you. Um, this year, I'm booking three brides uh, who were referrals from other wedding photographers. I know those photographers have booked weddings um, because I've referred them um, to... Uh, or refer clients over to them because I'm booked already. And, and that's just what you do. Just do more. Just always just don't ever ask yourself, Hey, what else can I do? Just, or or actually (laughs) always ask yourself, what else can I do? Um, and that's it. Just always do more. The more you do, the more you are going to be doing than your competitors in your area. All right, everyone. Sorry. I kind of, uh, went on a, tangent there went on a a few little topics but you know the more the merrier i'm going on (laughs) on almost 20 minutes wow i can talk all right everyone hope this helps you know i'm I'm here for you guys because i know how hard it is and um and you know i'm on the same boat with you guys you know if if, if, there are times where i'm just like ah why i need to get more calls i need to book more weddings um and you know just have fun just always do more always have fun always be excited because i'm telling you there are people who wish that they could do what we do and and we just happen to be lucky to be able to 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 do just that so you know basically live our dreams doing what we love to do and that's just photographing and 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 capturing someone's absolutely amazing day so all right everyone again thank you so much for listening to my podcast sorry about this one this one's i know this one's really long but i went through a few topics so hopefully you know it's Kind of breaks it up a little bit. All right, everyone, thank you again, and have an absolutely awesome day.